welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking after a very long time. If you are just tuning in, welcome. I'm happy to have you. It really means a lot to me. And if you have been in this journey with me for some time, thank you from the heart for sticking around. If you are under the age of 18, please check in with a parent, a guardian, or a trusted adult before tuning in to my episodes as I do discuss some mature content and some mature languages at times utilized. I am back. One of my friends sent me a voice message today and was like, yo, you're slipping. Like, what's up with you? And I gotta tell you, he's been amazing. He's been amazing because he really keeps me accountable with the podcast. Um, But I really have been slipping and I know I always say that. But there's just been a lot going on. I think um, the past year and a half and change. And just um, as of lately, I am planning a wedding. I get married in a month. Um, So there's just been like a lot happening. And so this episode is just going to be me just talking, you know, giving you guys some updates. uh, Primarily about my wedding planning process, what that has looked like for me, um, how I'm feeling about it, all that good stuff. So, um, yes, I'm planning a wedding. It's a very small wedding. Um, I would love to be able to invite a lot more people than what I am including on this list. Um, but I've had to be really, ah, man, you know, planning a wedding as a people pleaser, you guys know, I have been very open. If you've been with me for a while, I am a people pleaser. And so planning a wedding as a people pleaser, you want to include absolutely everyone. Even like that tia that you never see, that you see like once a year on Christmas or like that lady at Sedano's that you like just really vibed with and you were like, oh, she's mad cool. I want to include her too because we have a connection. I've really had to be really rigid about this. And Fernando, aka my fiance, you know, that's his alias on here. Um, he's been really good at keeping me accountable and at making sure that I am rigid about it. Because if it were up to me, like, I think I'm like the plus size Kim K and like, I want everybody to come. Everybody, you know? Um, but he's the one that that's had to sit with me and be like, um, little mama, like, we're paying for this and, like, we can't afford everybody. So I'm gonna need you to reel it in. And so that's been a journey uh, in and of itself. Um, we're having a very simple wedding, same place reception and ceremony no church wedding. I have nothing against uh, anyone who chooses to be in a religion. Um, I think people should do whatever fills their heart with joy and happiness. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, I am here for it. However, it's just not for me. Um, Organized religion, that is. 
it's just not for me. Um, I was raised Catholic and I have all three of my sacraments and well, minus marriage, um, until a month from now, but, um, I've got, you know, my baptism, my communion, my confirmation. And I did my confirmation because that's what I had to do to baptize my beautiful goddaughter. And I would do it again because she is been one of the most uh, perfect additions to my life. I love her so much. I'm drinking water out of my water bottle because I just purchased it on Amazon and I'm really trying hard to be that girl that carries water with her everywhere because I'm a disaster. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so... I don't identify with Catholicism at all. It's just not my thing. But I do believe in God and I do believe in the universe and I do believe in spirituality and all of that. And so some of that will be incorporated into the ceremony, but I'm not getting married in a church. I'm not having a traditional wedding in that sense. Um, So again, very small wedding, very low budget. I mean wedding on a budget I mean I don't know if I should tell y'all how much I spent on the wedding I mean I feel like you guys know I'm an open book <laughs> um but out of out of respect for Fernando I'm not gonna say it because he's very private about these matters I don't care to disclose it all you need to know is it's on a budget um and I'll check with him and see what he feels comfortable with me revealing as it relates to money Uh, He's very private about his finances. But wedding on a budget, it's totally possible. You do not have to be rich to have a nice wedding. Um, And if you get you some creative best friends like the ones I've got, you can definitely DIY a lot of stuff. Um, And so with that being said... um, Uh, it's been an exciting process. My engagement was something that took me completely by surprise. I was not expecting it. I did not see it coming. It was the most beautiful engagement. Um, it was perfect. I couldn't ask for anything else. Um, but it took me completely by surprise. And then like, you know, people get so excited, um, when there's an engagement and it's like, what's next? The wedding planning. So I felt like I didn't really get an opportunity to breathe and to really take in the engagement. And like, if I could do it differently and I could go back in time, I would probably say like, let's wait a little bit longer. There's no rush. We love each other. Like we don't need to rush into marriage. Uh, I'm being really real. Um, Because well, it's a number of things, you know. Number one, again, as much on a budget as you can do a wedding, weddings are expensive. Um, it is something that puts a financial burden on you. Uh, every single month, you have to make a payment of some sort. Um, number two, I think it's nice to take in just being engaged, you know, and just really feel that out and explore that and... I think also just, I'm still in the thick of my grief, you guys, you know, with losing my dad. And I think one of the hardest parts for me, if not the hardest part, is 
getting married and not having him there. And so as complex and complicated as my relationship was with my father, my father is my father is my father is my father. And I wanted him to walk me down the aisle and to give me away. And um, that's not going to happen. And so um, maybe I should have weighed it. But at the same time, like, if you think about it, it was going to hurt regardless whether I got married next month, which is what's going to happen, or in a couple of months or in three years, five years, it's going to hurt regardless because that's a missing piece, you know? Um, Fernando and I are doing well. Fernando and I moved in together in March. He moved into my home and he's been helping me take care of my mom. Um, He's doing an amazing job. He feeds her. He cooks for her. Um, he, He gives her massages sometimes. She drives him bananas and he drives her bananas sometimes too. Um, it's definitely been an adjustment. Um, but, um, it's been beautiful to have him around and I wouldn't trade regardless of whatever difficulties him and I have faced together as a couple or respectively as individuals, I wouldn't trade seeing him every single day for anything in the world. Um, y'all know I'm an anxiously attached partner and beyond that, I just, I just adore him. I love him and I like being able to wake up and see him there and go to sleep and see him there. And it just, it's, um, it fills me with a kind of joy that's hard to put into words. Um, my relationship is not perfect. Um, I've always been very candid about that. I haven't really gone into the nitty gritty because there's a second person involved. I mean, I speak about my experiences really openly on here with other people. Um, my parents, former friends, etc. I don't call anybody by name except for my parents. I keep everything very general. I, I'm not here to uh, call anybody out for anything. I think if something wasn't for you or something wasn't meant for you or you had a falling out with someone, I think it's better to just leave it alone. You know what I mean? I mean, it's okay if you want to reflect on it and you want to talk about it in a way that you know promotes growth and um, healing for you. That's okay. Um, and that's what I do on here. But I'm, I'm not here to just to say mean things about anybody. Uh, that's just not who I am or who I'm trying to be. Um, and aside from, you know, my parents, because that was my childhood and I have a say in that, um, when it comes to talking about my romantic relationship that's something I feel a little bit more wary about just because um my childhood happened 
it's, it's, it's done. I'm a grown ass woman now, Uh, but I'm still in my relationship. Right. And so I want to preserve that. Um, but I also want to be candid because I think it's important that you guys know that relationships are not easy. Um, no matter how healthy the relationship is, it's still not easy. And it's really important to know and learn how to love your partner the way that they need to be loved and not the way you want to love them, which has been a great lesson that I've learned. Um, and I think that's something that's helped both of us a lot in this journey. Fernando and I are very different. Our morals are somewhat similar. I mean, we believe in not going out of our way to hurt anybody. Obviously, killing people is wrong. Stealing is wrong. These are really basic things, right? That are relatively universal, unless you're like Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, anyway, but we're, we're pretty different in the way that we cope, in the way that we see the world, in the way that we relate to others, in the way that we communicate. And there's no right or wrong. It just is what it is. You are who you are. And you are, you know, a little bit of, you know, your inner child. You are a little bit of your adult self. You are a little bit of your trauma. You are a little bit of what you've experienced and lived through. And so being in this relationship for the past nine and a half years has taught me a great deal about myself. Um, And that's something that it's truly just valuable lessons that um, you can't learn any other way. You know, you can hear people talk about it. You can hear people reflecting on their relationships. You can, uh, you know, listen to a podcast. You can watch a TV show, a YouTube channel, whatever. Read a book. Living it is different and provides a whole new perspective. And um, I am going to marry a good man that I know, you know, or, or, or that I believe And, um, does that mean that we always get along? No. Does that mean that we always see eye to eye? No. Um, does that mean that there's certain things that I would like for him to change? Absolutely. Um, are there things he would like for me to change? Absolutely. You know, I I don't like the word change. How about areas for improvement? I think that's better. That's a good reframe. But, um, to start with the positive, me and Fernando have an incredible connection where we are able to talk and talk and talk and talk for hours. Um, we're able to enjoy each other's company in complete silence. We're very touchy-feely. We love to snuggle and kiss and hug. Um, we're very, like, romantic in that way, um... We laugh a lot together. We love to sing together. Um, And we just... Generally, when we are together, we are happy and having fun. If there's no conflict, naturally. If it's a conflict-free moment, we are happy, we are at peace, we are having fun. Um, 
biggest source of conflict for me and him would be, and I think he'd be comfortable with me saying, um, that he feels like there's certain things that I could be doing that I'm not doing, that I could be more proactive about, that I'm not being proactive about. Whereas I feel like, you know, he could be more empathetic, he could be more understanding. Um, And, you know, men in general, not to, you know, generalize, but I mean, this just goes back to socialization. Men are wired to be solution-focused. And that's the way Fernando is. If you come to him and you have a grievance, he wants to help you find the solution. And that's not how I function. And you can ask any of my best friends. Call them and be like, what does Olivia need when she's sad or when she's struggling? And they're going to say tender loving care, validation, reassurance, just love, nurture, like comfort, you know, just an, just a validating ear. And I've just never responded to advice. I, I don't know. Color me a contrarian or stubborn like Janet would say about me or um, other best friends of mine would refer to me as stubborn. But I mean, I don't respond to advice. And that's his approach. So that's been that's been an area that him and I have had to work on. And again, like, I want to emphasize, because a lot of people feel like relationships that have issues, there's always some kind of infidelity, there's always some kind of cheating. That I know of, he's never been unfaithful. I mean, from what I've seen. (laughs) And I've never been unfaithful. Um, Have there been moments and times in my life where I have felt like, oh, you know, I need more attention and I'm not getting the attention that I want from him and I have felt like maybe I've been a little too friendly. He knows, you know, I've been open with him about that to a certain extent um but I mean I think that drink your water um I think that people assume if someone's like in couples therapy, which we've totally done that, oh, there must have been, you know, someone was unfaithful or there must be like domestic abuse, like someone's hitting somebody, you know. There's a million reasons why people go to couples counseling and I say this is a couples counselor myself. Um, and a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with miscommunication and an inability to truly comprehend what your partner needs because your needs get in the way. Because remember, we're human. We see things from our perspective, no matter how empathetic we are. And I consider myself a pretty damn empathetic person. um, We still see things from our own lenses and our own perspective. And that interferes with, excuse me, That interferes with their needs. And part of being in a relationship 
is yes, keeping your needs present, very present, but also paying attention to what they're saying, what they want, what they need, and finding ways not to compromise your needs, but to be able to validate their experiences. And I think also something I've learned too is that sometimes there's just no solution to a problem. And that's okay too. Sometimes it's going to be an issue that's going to keep resurfacing and you're going to have to revisit it every couple of months, you know, and just have a conversation about it. And so Fernando and I have learned a great deal with each other, from each other, and I love him. And I am going to put my best foot forward into being a wife. Um... Definitely not the perfect girlfriend, but I certainly try to be a great one and a loving one and a respectful one. And he knows that I saw a lot of things growing up that I've never wanted to relive or remake in any way. And so I'm very mindful of how I speak to him because anger in my home growing up was not a positive emotion. I see anger as as, as a danger. Danger, danger, danger. Like, if I even sense anger from people, I, I become anxious. It's just not um, a pleasant emotion for me. And I tend to repress my anger, which is also not healthy, and that's another podcast episode in and of itself, but um, he knows that one of the things I pride myself in is being able to communicate and express myself without finger-pointing and name-calling and degrading, and I try very hard to put my pride aside. And just focus on love and forgiveness and repair. And again, that doesn't mean that I am perfect. Uh, I have a lot of things, a lot of growing that I need to still do. I think that if you ever stop growing or you think you stop growing, you need to reassess yourself because we, we stay growing, you know, until we're a hundred if we live that long like there's always something to be learned there's always something to be inspired by to be motivated by and I'm definitely not the same person that I was 10 years ago when I met him I mean at the core yes I'm still that same sensitive loving girl that I've always been but I've grown I've evolved I've matured I do things differently, I say things differently, I approach matters differently. Um, Being in your 30s is a whole different experience now that I'm in my mid-30s, I can definitely speak to that, than being in your 20s. And I think that's another episode that I can definitely reflect on. Um, But I'm nervous about being a wife, but I'm also excited and I keep praying to God that he covers us with his love and his protection and that we both thrive together and um 
that I can make him happy and that he can do the same for me. And um, I become emotional because I have put every single part of me into my relationship and I know I will do the same for my marriage. Um, I tell him all the time, I'm like, I'm never doing this again. Like, <laughs> I'm never doing this again. First of all, planning a wedding as a people pleaser is a disaster because all my besties will like, or my family will give me like a suggestion and I'll be like, yeah, that sounds great. And then someone else will be like, um, why did you do this this way? And I'll be like, oh, this person suggested it and I like the idea. Um, that's a terrible idea. And it's like, you, you can't make everybody happy, you know? And it's hard as a people pleaser, you want that's that's your goal like as a people pleaser you want to make everybody happy as unrealistic right as that is um you want that you want to make everybody happy and it's like nah fam like it doesn't work that way you know um so I'm never doing this again like in terms of I'm not I we divorce I'm not getting married again um nope and if I do get married again just take me to the courthouse and we'll sign a paper I'm not doing this whole thing you know what I mean and like I'm not trying to be negative I'm trying to be realistic because a lot of people hear people talking about divorce and it's like oh well, well why are you willing that into existence and it's like Look, I can tell you with every fiber of my being that I want this to work and I know that. And I can tell you that I love that man more than I love myself, which is probably an issue that I need to process in therapy. But at the end of the day, um, people change and people grow. You can marry somebody and that person 10 years from now may want different things. And that's a reality that you may need to be prepared for. Um... And so I think it's important to recognize that divorce doesn't have to be the elephant in the room. Um, It's just a reality for some people and it's a difficult one. But I think it's okay to acknowledge that two people may not belong together. And it doesn't necessarily mean that anybody's bad or anybody did anything wrong. You know, um, let's, let's... Move away from the narrative that anybody's the villain, you know? There are situations... Listen, I'm going to be real with you. Like, I see it all the time in my profession. Like, there are situations where, like, there's a clear-cut villain. It's like, ah, we we know who it is here. You know what I mean? But, like, for the most part, relationships are full of so many gray areas. And it doesn't mean anybody's bad. And it doesn't mean anybody did anyone or did anything wrong. You know, people are different. Like, people's relationships look different. There's open relationships. There's there's swingers. There's polyamorous relationships. There's monogamous relationships, which is my personal preference. You know, um, I'm very sassy and I like to feel very sexy. That's part of my persona. Um, but I'm also fiercely loyal, you know. Um, and I think I've become even more loyal over time. Um, like I'm at the point where like, I don't even notice other men anymore. There was a time where like, I'd be like, oh, he's cute or shoot, you know, whatever. 
I'm always noticing women because I think women are fabulous. So I'm always like, she's cute. Um, but like, I don't know, since I got engaged, even before, I think since my dad died, to be honest, um, all I see is him. All I see is him. All I need is him. And I, I, I don't even, um, entertain other ideas in my head. You know what I mean? Um, because I think it's normal. And then these are things we need to normalize too, guys. Like when you're in a long-term relationship, it's normal to ask yourself, like, is this right for me? Is this person the one for me? You know, would I be happier in another situation? Like these are normal questions. I'm sure he's asked himself the same questions about me. You know, um, at the end of the day, my answer has always been this, the way that I love him. There's so many different ways in which I love him and I can't get into that because that's part of my vows, (laughs) my wedding vows. And I want that to be a little surprise, but there's so many different ways in which I love him. as a lover, as a best friend, as a person. Like, I just love him. That I trust in that with all my heart. And I let that guide me. Despite the differences, despite the challenges. And that's a decision that I've made very intentionally. And um, I'm okay with that. Um, and even if, God forbid, you know, something didn't work out down the line, like... I would always want him in my life. Like, I can't imagine him not there in some way. Um, Preferably the way he is now, right? But just closing my eyes and imagining a reality without him just doesn't compute for me. Um, And that's just how I feel. Again, all of this could change, but I've been pretty consistent for 10 years. I've consistently loved him and felt strongly for him for 10 years have I had moments of thinking is this going to work what, what, what's going to happen You know, is this the right situation for me for him etc yeah totally 100% um, but those doubts are put to sleep the minute I step up and speak to myself about it like a grown ass woman I'd remind myself that I have chosen to see this through. I have made a decision to wake up every single day and love this man. Because yes, love is a beautiful, powerful feeling. And for me, it's all consuming. But love is also a decision. It's a choice. You wake up and you choose to love somebody through the good, the bad, and the ugly. You choose it. And the day you stop making that choice is the day that things go awry. And so, he chooses it too. You know, I'm a pain in the ass. I'm super needy. I'm super like, love me, pet me, hug me, kiss me. Like, I'm so annoying. Uh, I don't know how he deals with me sometimes. But, um, I think that the bottom line is, it's okay. okay to have an imperfect relationship still love that person fiercely and want to work through every problem with every fiber of your being and do it with an open heart and an open mind 
I think that while I am always for if you're not happy, get out. And I think that's cool. Like, I think if you're not happy and you feel like it's a situation that's no longer working for you, get out. If that's the direction that you want to go in. But I also feel like, I don't know, back in our parents' days, right? Like, people stay together for the wrong reasons. And I get that. The whole toxic concept of staying together for the kids. But I mean, I feel like nowadays people are just seen as replaceable. Like, ah, if it doesn't work out with this one, I'll just find another one. And another one. And another one. It's like... At what point do you value this person as an individual and recognize that you may not have or be able to recreate this particular bond that you have with this particular person with another person? And and so that's what I fight for. My particular bond with my particular person. I hope that's what you fight for too in your relationship if you decide that your relationship is worth fighting for. And if you decide that it's not, that's okay too. It's whatever works for you. I'm I'm me, you're you, you know? But as far as some intricacies related to wedding planning, um, it's been, again, a journey because I... There's a lot of people that are no longer in my life that would have been in my wedding, without a doubt. And it makes me sad. And I reflect on that sometimes. And I think about, oh, so-and-so and and -and so-and-so would have been a bridesmaid or been some kind of, you know, important person in the bridal party. Um, And I think about that. And it makes me sad. And I reflect on those times and I think about, man, I can't believe, you know, this person was in my life for X amount of years, eight years, nine years, you know, 20 years, 30 years, however long, and we're no longer friends and we're strangers and this person was supposed to be at my wedding. And so that's also been an element of that, but I've made peace with it to the best of my ability. Those, the thoughts come in and out. Um, especially as the day gets closer, knowing that these particular people are not going to be there. Um, but you never know what will happen in the future. You never know where life where life takes you or where you end up. Um, it makes me sad and I've allowed myself to grieve that and to feel that. Um, it's been easier these days than it was in the beginning. I think um, in the beginning, the loss was harder. Um, at the same time, though, like I said, with the with the wedding getting closer, you do think about like, wow, this person should have been there. This person should have been there. Um, and so that's something that definitely has affected me. But at the end of the day, I pray for their wellness. And I'm not trying to be politically correct. I would hope that by now you know that that's just... There's nothing politically correct about anything that I've said on here. Like, I've been very candid, you know? Um, Like, was I angry and was I fucking pissed off about a bunch of shit? Of course, like, I'm human. But at the end of the day, like, I've had time to, like, move past that. And, you know, 
I, I pray for their wellness and I will hold them in my heart um, while I'm there and, you know, hold the best parts of them and the best memories that we've shared and made in my heart while I'm there and it wasn't meant to be, you know, and sometimes and that's another harsh reality that I've had to learn. People are not going to be in your life forever and you think they are because I could have sworn like if you would have told me oh, this person's not going to be your friend ever, you know, again, or you're not going to speak to this particular person ever again, I would have been like, no way. Like, there's just no way. You know. But sometimes things happen, and I think a lot of what happened was around the time my dad had just passed away, and, like, it was during a time in my life where, like, I wasn't really prepared to confront people about what they said or did to hurt my feelings. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't in a particular state of mind to hear somebody be like, oh my god, I didn't mean it that way, or oh my god, I didn't, you know, I didn't mean to say it like that, or you're overreacting, or you're being sensitive about that. Like, I wasn't in the mood to potentially be invalidated. Not to suggest that that was the route or the direction they were going to go in, but that's always a possibility with anyone, and so I just didn't want to open myself up to more hurt, and I recognize now that, like, looking back, it's particularly with one friend that I can think about, um, that I probably should have reached out and explained, like, really explained what part of our interaction was hurtful to me and why I kind of just fell off the face of the earth. Um, like she knew the interaction was hurtful but I don't think she fully understood why I never had an opportunity to explain why and I think that that would have been helpful for me maybe at some point to do maybe helpful to her I maybe not you know I don't really know but It's okay to grieve friendships. It's okay to grieve relationships. It's okay to grieve losing somebody, not necessarily forever in the sense of, you know, passing away. Like, you can absolutely grieve a relationship that was important to you that didn't work out the way you wanted it to. And that's happened to me since my dad died with five people off the top of my head um and two of them are family and so I think that it's okay to recognize that your relationship served a beautiful purpose it was a meaningful purpose I mean these people that I'm referring to have done some incredible things for me some wonderful things for me um things that like I will forever be grateful for things that I will forever cherish in my heart um and there's no there's no negotiating that period like that's not up for debate um I think that these are all people that have a lot of greatness individually and wonderful characteristics 
Um, just in the case of my family members, our relationship is still there. We still see each other. But the relationship has changed a lot since a very negative interaction that we had. And then with the three friends that I was referring to, we just no longer have contact. Um, and again, like all people that have been crucial to my like development, amazing in their own right. I'm never going to say that any one of them is a bad, evil person that would never come out of my mouth because it's just not true. It's just not true. It would just be slander, you know? Um, but it just didn't work out. And I have a right to my feelings, 100%. And they have a right to theirs, 100%. And so I've had to make peace with the fact that, well, obviously the family members are going to be at the wedding. Um, But make peace with the fact that there's going to be people that are not going to be present at this wedding that were once extremely close to my heart. And will always, in a way, be close to my heart. Um, I will never deny that. I think that people, um, when they're hurt, which is valid, by the way, I don't want to invalidate pain, become very hurtful and very mean-spirited and start just running off the mouth and this person was stupid anyway and this person was fat anyway and this person was ugly anyway like you guys know how it goes and it's like none of them are ugly man they're all gorgeous (laughs) you know what I'm saying like they're all stunning and they all have a quality about them or several qualities that I admire. Do they have things that I don't like? Yes. Did they do things that I um, felt hurt by? Absolutely. But good people can hurt you. Matter of fact, in my experience, most of the time it's good people that do hurt you. Um, Inadvertently. Nine times out of ten. You know? And it just goes back to different communication styles, different love languages, different needs, different coping tools. And, you know, I have found for me what works best for me is having people in my life that understand how to be honest with me in a way that is respectful and compassionate. I'm not into the brutal honesty thing. Um, I think that's just an excuse to be a jerk, honestly. Um, For some people. I mean, I think other people think they're doing you a, a favor they're doing you a service and that's fine and good it's just not my personal preference so that's been another interesting part about wedding planning recognizing those who are not going to be present whether it's because we fell out or they're not here in physical form like you know my childhood best friend janet who would have absolutely been a crucial part of my day my father my grandparents israel's parents well, I said his real name, Fernando. Uh, y'all know his name is Israel. Let's not act like you surprised. Um, but um, the name Fernando is actually an inside joke. I'll see if he wants to share it with you one day. If he wants to share the reason why we came up with it. Um, so 
natural drinking water thing is working out for me. I like the water bottle. Anyway, um, where was I? Because I lost my train of thought. That's what happens when you get carried away with your new water bottle. going somewhere with all this. Well, it'll come to me. Um, oh, God. His parents. His parents were wonderful. Um, I had one argument with his mom in the entire time that I knew her and the many years that I knew her. Um, it was a silly argument. Miscommunication, really. But barring that, I mean, we had a very special bond and so did me and his dad and so it makes me it makes my heart hurt for him that he won't have them there and so there's a lot of grief involved in this wedding planning as well as there is joy as well as there are nerves and it's really valid to have all these different feelings um come to the surface and so What is this telling me? The maximum recording time for segments is 60 minutes. Keep an eye out on the clock. Thank you for letting me know that I'm talking too much. Um, anyway. What else can I say to you guys about wedding planning? I got my dress online. Um, if you're a plus size woman let me give you some advice get a lot of hype hype women around you to hype you up while you're trying on dresses because it's definitely a journey and you definitely need to go up in size like um, I'm a size 20 22 what I eat, depending on the day uh, and the clothes and the style. And I had to go up a couple of sizes in my wedding dress because should be running small. Um, but I'm going to quote one of my best friends and my matron of honor, actually. She said, the dress is made to fit your body. You don't need to fit into it. It needs to fit your body. And so I'm going to take that energy and share that with you guys. Um, Get something that you feel beautiful in, that you feel fierce in, that you feel comfortable in, whatever that looks like for you. And um, what else? It's been hard also, like, thinking about my mom and her health and the way that she's deteriorated and the fact that, like, she can't walk me down the aisle, you know? Because that would have been a beautiful option in place of, you know, my father. Um, but she can't. And so... That's been a point of grief as well. Um, just... Her deteriorating in general. Um, but she's doing great. Um, the doctor told me to put her on a diet and... I have the whole house on a diet and everyone's been doing amazing. She's really been sticking to it. I'm impressed because if you know Latinos at all, 
we eat rice like it's a primary food group and she's been able to like go without the rice and eat her vegetables and like I'm really proud of her um I think that that's it for my rant um I want to end this with a prayer and like I said earlier I don't ascribe to organized religion but I do believe in a God that loves everybody everybody no ands ifs or buts he loves you for who you are and that includes the LGBTQ plus community for those that are hard of hearing in the back God loves you God loves everybody He's not here like, um, hey guys, everybody except the gays. No. Or everybody except the trans folks. No. The God I believe in will fight for your right to be who you are and will love you for who exactly you are and will celebrate you. Not just accept you. I hate that accepting bullshit. Oh, I accept you for who you are. Fuck that. Celebrate you. For you. And so I'm going to end this with a prayer because I have expressed that I'm spiritual. And so um, I want to take this opportunity to pray for every single person who listens to my episodes. I want to pray for your wellness, for your health, for your protection. I want to pray that no harm comes to you or anybody that you love that you are constantly shielded from any negativity that wants to even remotely enter your space I want to pray for my mother and for my fiance first and foremost I want to pray that they live many many more years with quality of life and love and joy and happiness and a zest for life. I want to pray that my dad, wherever he may roam, wherever his spirit may be, that he is truly present on my wedding day and that from above, he is blessing my marriage. I know he had his reservations about Fernando because Fernando's a little cray-cray. But I think toward the end, he was able to see that more vulnerable side of Fernando that I just love so much. Um, And I just pray that he's truly always with me and that he's always looking out for me and for my mom. I'm going to pray for myself. I'm going to pray, God, that you give me the strength to move past any depressive episodes, to move past any anxiety that I feel inside that's crippling, to remain and continue to be physically and mentally healthy, for my physical health to improve, for my physical ailments to be resolved. For my mental health to be at peace so that I can be 
the best therapist in the world to my clients who absolutely deserve it. And I pray, God, that you put me in the path of the people that you feel would benefit from having me as their therapist. Put me in their path so that together we can grow, so that together we can heal. I heal as they heal. And it's a beautiful sight. I pray for my entire family, every single one of them, especially the babies. I pray for their wellness, for their health. I pray for my squad of amazing, amazing, amazing best friends. for all my friends both present friends and past friends for everything in your life to work out for the best I pray for this world and for my clients I pray for my clients hardcore pray that they're able to see in themselves the strength the bravery and the resolve that I see in them I pray for the world I pray for change I pray that people can showcase more love and less hate I pray that people can hug more and embrace each other and support each other and uplift each other and love everybody from all walks of life I can hear my dad's voice in my head saying that's unrealistic but there's a part of me that doesn't believe that there's a part of me that really believes it's very realistic that we can all just love each other despite our differences. Mm -mm. Let me rephrase that. Because of our differences. I don't like the word despite. I'm going to say because. I love you because you are different from me. And that gives me an opportunity to see your heart and experience you in a different way. And different doesn't have to be bad. That's what I try to do every day, guys. I I try. I'm not saying that I've always done it right, but I try to live what I believe and I try to be as authentic as possible and I try to heal out loud to help others feel comfortable enough to share their stories and share their journeys. And I know this is not for everybody. I know some people are like, no, I'm not doing Olivia and all her feelings and all her emotions. And that's cool. You don't have to. Deuces. You you can go back where you came from with that. You know what I mean? Like, I can't convince you that you need to hear what I have to say. But if what I do have to say resonates with you or you feel it, you feel it in your heart, then you know what? I've done something right. And that's all I care about. 
With that being said, thank you so much for tuning in and for having patience with me as I navigate all of these major life events. And I definitely will share more soon. I would love to hear from you about, you know, more topic ideas. I definitely want to do a 20s versus 30s um, episode because I feel like that's just really just informative. Um, But feel free to let me know what you want to hear about, what you want to learn about um, from a mental health perspective, from a licensed mental health therapist. Stay tuned for more. Sending love and light to everybody.